Greetings from Longtime No See, the podcast. Every week, we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! What would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on? A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my God, Jack almost fell off his chair. Be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. It's a record heat wave out here. Consequence Podcast Network. And welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with... It's the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org. Consequence and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thanks, as always, for making your way here, checking out the episode, the series. Uh, please do hit that subscribe button so you can keep up with all the interviews that I put out every single week. It's a new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover some new ones at iTunes and Apple Podcasts. at Spotify, Podchaser, WFPK.org, NPR, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. I'm Kyle Meredith. Today, my guest, Amanda Shires. We're going to be talking about her new record, Take It Like a Man. So this is a record that uh, that arrives at a time um, when she had thought about possibly giving up making music, uh, as well as a reflection of the hurdles in her marriage. Of course, she's married to uh, Jason Isbell. Uh, this was what they were going through at the time. Uh, Amanda's going to tell us about wanting the music to be dramatic, to match the lyrics within, and, uh, and being vulnerable and open about her marriage in these songs, too. Uh, we're also going to talk about the uh, preceding the, the LP with the song The Problem as a way to talk about abortion and what was happening with the Supreme Court and having Britney Spencer cameo and co-writing with Natalie Hemby as well. So let's do this and discuss Take It Like a Man. It's Kyle Meredith with Amanda Shires. Hello, hello. Happy to be back. Happy to see you again, especially with a uh, a great new album, Take It Like a Man. Your your poetry is off the charts on this record. I think we talked about you you really focusing on your lyrics on the last record, but even as much as I was a fan of that one, there's something bigger going on here. And I just I, I'm starting just with complimenting you because holy cow. Um, you know, I I spent I spent a whole lot of time um in between records, 2018 is when I released the last one. And you know, I write, I write music and I, I, I write words and I practice every day. And um, I, I, I'm happy to know that that you can tell. <laughs> uh, I even laughed, unless I, I was listening, assuming I get this line right. There's there's a line on there uh, in this record where you said, I need more words for blue. And I thought that's kind of hilarious considering all the words that you are using on this record that, that, that still you don't have enough, apparently. Oh, in the canon of, of English, English words, uh, if you 
try and and find your the source and figure out more words for there's not a whole lot you know there are a lot of different words for brown <laughs> <laughs> well um again it, it is great when listening to it at one point um my, my wife and I were both listening together and and I think we were halfway through a little bit over halfway through it and and she mentioned she's a big Carly Simon fan and it said this record is really giving me some strong Carly Simon vibes as far as the feel of the album so I you know starting there when you went into this because um musically thematically it does feel like there's a sound like what were you going for what did you want this album to be I wanted it to be I guess open and I wanted it to have a, a a real a real palette to work with not just be you know like a monochromatic study of a time in life I wanted it to paint a full picture of a more fuller picture of 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 where I'm at and who I am at the moment and um and what it took to get there and it kind of it was that and and I think that sonically Sonically, I, I was I've always been searching for for a way to um, keep keep the life in the recordings and not, um, you know, over compress and squish things. And 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 I wanted there to be drama just like there tends to be in life. And um, yeah, that's, that's what I wanted it to be. <laughs> there are those moments when your 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 fiddle, you go for like the dirtiest solo sound you know it's i kept looking for i'm looking for a different word for blue at this moment too it's uh not not creepy but sometimes it's almost uh, gothic in a way you know the in, in the instrument itself is it's an old instrument and and to to use it currently you you for me i like to i like to find new ways and new new sounds with it you know i, I like to um a lot of times try to play my violin as if I was David Lindley and, um, you know, always serving the song, but um, I do play rock and roll on a violin and, um, and sometimes you, you need it in the minor key for it to um, carry the menacing, you know, um, start your house on fire vibe sometimes. Menacing, that, that was the word. That was the, <laughs> <laughs> that was the one. Well, we start off with uh, with Hawk for the Dove, and um, it was a lead single on this, the lead off track. And I don't know if it's meant to. It feels like it does set a tone for the journey that that we're going here. Um, does do you find that this uh, song does speak for the whole album in, in that way? I feel like I I wanted that one out first because it it was a show of of strength, you know, and um, confidence where the album does does hold that corner it is also an incredibly vulnerable record and um uh i feel like leading with with my most vulnerable isn't um isn't necessarily showing the strength that it takes to be that way whereas whereas leading with hawk you you have a sense of the strength and 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 you know, kind of like ownership of you as a person, which I think then allows for you to also show the harder things in the strength in opening up and being vulnerable and, and talking about some real shit. If you don't mind, what is the vulnerability that, that you are getting at? You know, I think that the vulnerability I'm getting at is there there is discourse here about um, 
about uh, where my um, marriage was at the time of, of writing and recording this. And then, you know, even in going into the studio, I wasn't, I wasn't really seeking to ever do that again. I'd, I'd been through a lot of studio experiences that weren't very fun and I'd become disenchanted with music. And, um, and then in, when was it October or November, um, I met a person that convinced me otherwise, and that's Lawrence Rothman, um, my producer. And um, I learned a lot, you know, making this record about self-acceptance, about um, joy and, um, and uh, you know, identifying what the real problems for me were. And they weren't with music. They were a lot of times um, about the people that I'd, I'd, you know, had in my life. They weren't, you know supporting me or encouraging me in the right ways or you know like you know it, it was just not good and then I, I got to be re-shown what my passions were and that it was okay to be myself and, and here we stand there is um I think the words I wrote down uh anyway sort of I I think I'm going on the route that you're going a route that you're going or because I wrote down you know there seems to be like a dance of passion on this record and not always a positive dance of passion. I mean, right. and, and we we get that through uh, what was it? Uh, Here he comes is is sort of one version of the what seems like to me anyway as a listener is the not positive side. But but there there is that there is the sexy moments and and sort of the non sexy moments that that go through. Is okay. So another thing that this record is outside of being it, uh, you know honest and vulnerable and all that is that it's kind of about time and how it doesn't move and linearly it moves in a circle and um and I feel like the the sequence of it um also mimes that you know because you go through these ups and downs and you know the he and here he comes could be a metaphor for anything really but just when you think you've had enough all you can take here he comes just when you think you have no more heart left to break, you can take it any way you want. But I think I see that song as a happy light, like, oh, here comes love again, or here comes, here comes a, a, a here comes my um, windfall of money. I just won the lottery. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you could could take it the opposite way, and um, and to that I would say, um, how's it going, Kyle? What's happening there? <laughs> you know the. The world is infiltrating all of us right now. That's uh, <laughs> it's one thing for the artist to reflect the art that they're to reflect what they're seeing in their art, but of course there is the other side of that, right? And it's how the listener is reflecting the world through how they're listening to the song. Um, and that's the thing about all of it is is we all find something that we need, and um, sometimes you know saying saying what the song is or isn't um you don't want to you don't want to you know force somebody to to think a different way i sure hate it if somebody tells me that song was not about hot air balloons i thought that was about hot air balloons what are you talking about shins (laughs) (laughs) i'm sort of happy to hear that it's a happier song than i thought no it helps me out a little bit i think Uh, in this specific situation to hear that it's not as dark as it may have seemed anyway that uh i feel yeah we're all still here <laughs> you know I, th- I i guess it's because too th- with me uh again as a listener in this there might have been an expectation uh this only because this album was preceded by the problem uh as a as a single so 
you know, for me, I, I, I might have gone into it going, oh, I wonder if the, that, that song's not on the record, though. So, well, I guess, why is it not on the record? <laughs> um, well, I released that song um, uh, on um, th around the time when um, Amy Cohn Corndog, um, <laughs> Amy Parrot was getting um, getting into our lives. And um, at that moment, I just saw, uh, uh, I was called to, to do whatever I could do about it and use my voice how I can and use my platform in a way that might help others. And, um, and it had to be out then and, and there was no other way around it. And at that time I hadn't been thinking about writing another record. And um, while I can see that you would expect that they would go together, um, or not, it's natural for for you to have a record where you're talking about like I am would take it like a man, like um, I'm a woman. So you would think that I would also talk about abortion on this where it's just, they're, they're occupying two different spaces really. And um, it's so important to, to have the focus. I thought it was gonna help, but um, it helped only in I think the way that we were able to generate money for, for some folks that needed it. But um, yeah, then all this other trash happened with this Roe v. Wade getting overturned and all that. Um, yeah, I started that out in a separate area in this other, this record here occupies a different area. While they're both still me, they're, they're, their import is, is in, occupies two, two different you know, spaces. Well, because we're three-dimensional. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and I think that's important <laughs> to say in yeah. this too. <laughs> yeah. But there are moments, I'm trying to keep myself from going just every song down the line because I think I can hit some great moment on every song here. But, but just taking a few of those cues, I mean, don't be alarmed. You have this line, I'm losing my balance. I'm not losing my mind. And again, most likely at the beginning of this interview, I'm just complimenting you on that because, you know, the way that, is encapsulated in this song that's also so atmospheric and cinematic uh you know the, the scope that that you're painting on here you know if this is about you i'm going to try to ask this without being confusing because sometimes in these you know every line is not literal and sometimes even when it's about us it's also character based like like who are you who is the who are these characters in this moment in time maybe specifically on a on a song like don't be alarmed or or, or even fault lines well the, uh, those are two completely different animals um don't be alarmed is a song that i wrote jason and i wrote it and so did liz rose and rustin kelly and um when and it started out as liz rose rustin and me and then i brought jason in on it um it's it's a it's a song that i think is a you know, universal in a way that we all know what it's like to to um, deal with hard shit in relationships, and it's it's um, also you know there there are a lot of feelings with being on either side of that that coin in, in the relationship where something's you know ending, and 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 usually the person ending it is you know got the upper hand because they they knew they saw it coming and the other person doesn't. I think that we can all relate to that, and we having the four of us write that um it made it um you know true for 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 most relationships i think and then and so we would have to ask each person individually about their own feelings about that but um rather than us hash it out together we just wrote a song about it and brought it all kind of together and um 
and then fault lines though that was the first song i wrote for this record and um and it started just as me on a ukulele and it was also the first song we recorded for the record and it is you know i had to make that decision leaving it on the record if i wanted to invite questions and um in the end um, me and jason said yeah that's fine it's a great song put it on there and if anyone asks you'll say it's true that's that's the line in the song right there and that's uh well yeah it was true and it was true for that time you know it was for that moment and you know songs can can be cathartic a lot of times and and then also you know, help well i i will say uh nothing uh commenting on on your relationship but the relationship of of your violin and his guitar and the way they sort of feel like they have their own dance together when those moments happen mm, that's a, that's a for me that's a sweet spot uh too musically and he counted is that's the one he counted off right or did he count don't be alarmed i think there's a lot of sweet parts in that um kind of you know lonesome spot yeah well great moments uh bad behavior i think that's the one you do a little hit just a little bit of hip-hop through, you know, nod. So Brittany Spencer came into, I invited her to the studio when we were recording and um, she sings um, a lot of backgrounds on this record. And we were so in the moment and so excited to be, you know, working in such a wonderful studio together. And um, she was excited. That's the first one she sang on. And um, she was just happy to be there. And I love those kind of folks. And I was so happy to be there. And, and the joy was infectious, infectious. And then she goes, yeah, yeah, bitch, yeah, yeah. And I thought, we're not taking this off. It's perfect. Oh, it jumps out. I laughed. I mean, I, I laughed the first time I heard it because it was like, no, what? That wasn't, did that happen? That's, that happened. That happened. That's my girl, Brittany Spencer. Tattoos that day together too. We got these matching dagger tattoos. Awesome. Uh, but I I'll quickly hit on um, everything has its time. It's, it's, it's almost nostalgic when I hear it in the mm -hmm. way like Madonna's This Used to Be My Playground makes me feel. I don't know if you can see what <laughs> I can see. It's, I mean, so, so I guess what I'm saying was for whatever version of, 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 as I said, the dance of passion happens on this record, where are we left at the end of it? Where we left at the end of it is replaying it again from the top. And um, that's the part of the pattern because um, every, while every, me and Natalie Hemby wrote that song, everything has its time. And um, the ends of some things are just the beginnings of others. And also, you know, it's different. You think about that song of it going back and being, you know, kind of nostalgia based and um, sometimes remembering the way things used to be remind you to bring all those good fun times into your current situation like um, sometimes you need a little reminder of 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 having fun in order for you to have fun again like remember fun <laughs> apparently i do need to remember fun as we found out from uh oh did that did, did oh oh good was my record an opening into your couple's therapy i <laughs> hope so it was for me too <laughs> I appreciate it. I do. It's going to be. Uh, that's it. Yeah. Now when I listen to it, it will. Yeah. Seriously, this is great. Take it like a man. It's such a great record. You know, I'm such a fan of you every single time. But this one, I feel like you are even somehow swinging at bigger fences and, and knocking them out. So uh, congratulations. Well, thank you. I am. Um, we worked really hard on it and it took a minute to, to get to a place where I could stand the sound of my voice up that loud in the mix <laughs> compared to the other records you could hear that's louder in the mix and um, 
I'm okay with it finally. <laughs> I'm so happy to hear it. Amanda, thank you so much for taking the time to talk today too. It was, uh, it was great catching up with you. Thank you so much. And, and um, uh, don't forget if whatever you're going through, it's going to be okay. <laughs> it's going to be okay. I appreciate it. All right. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Shout out to uh, Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. Uh, I, I live in Kentucky in the Midwest and allergies yeah, I suffer. When I say I suffer from allergies, I suffer from allergies. And around here, everyone I know deals with allergies to some degree. And for a long time, I thought it was just something that I would have to live with, which is a real problem um, for anything, but especially when you're a radio host. It affects my voice. It affects my mood. It affects everything. And I feel like I've tried every, I've tried all the medicines. Some of them work better than others, but there's there's never a perfect one out there, especially because some of them take forever to actually work and some of them don't work at all. And then there's Astapro, the fastest solution to nasal allergy symptoms. It's what I use now and it's definitely changed my life. Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24 hour over the counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Uh, Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. With all the pollen in the air, with all the dust around the the corners of the house, uh, even with uh, the allergies I have from my dog, Astapro has been the nasal spray that has helped me with all of my allergies. And it can help you too. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, Amanda and I last caught up, uh, I believe, in 2018. Uh, this is when we were talking about her record, uh, To the Sunset. Uh, we got to talk about it, some of its larger themes of mental illness and sex, uh, getting her master's in fine arts, and hanging with John Prine as well. So uh, I'll include it. Part two, Kyle Meredith with Amanda Shires. How are you doing? I'll point out that you're coming, to, you're coming back to Louisville September 29th. I see you've got a date at Headliners behind this new record. To the sunset. We're very excited to have you back in town. Well, I can't wait. I can't wait. No, it's always good to have you up here. And I guess the place to start is, one of the most obvious places is, this is not the same sound that people are used to, where, where you sort of left off. I, I think it'll be a surprise for a lot of people, but but I know that's important for any of artists to, to kind of grow. Is, is it important for, to you to, to not be pigeonholed in Americana and Roots? And does this sound stem from that at all? I think that if you go back in my catalog and you go listen to like Down Fell the Doves and the other two records, you can hear things like what I'm doing on this new record. It's just a, a, 
I did more of it. So I think that if, if, cause you know, my last record didn't have any of the kind of synthesizer or any kind of thing or kind of not too much electric guitar and everything. But, um, so if people just caught on to me from that record, then I could see how they might think it was way different. But to me, it's not that far from previous works, but it is far, I guess, in the way that there's, you know, some crazy, crazy doubled robotic vocals or something like that. But, um, and it is odd that I have songs that, that aren't completely just miserable and sad. <laughs> Is it any different for you to write around beats? You know, if you're if you're not playing with someone live or creating with someone live, is that very different for you? I don't write with beats. I just write in my closet far away from my toddler with the door closed and um, my microwave, a <laughs> lean cuisine, and I just stay in there. Well, I guess then it's more about recording. We hear the beats on this record and everything, and I don't know if the finished product, the recording or whatever it is, because... If you're playing along with what sounds like a computer, at least, or, or maybe it's someone on a oh, drum no. pit. We, reco- we recorded it on drum. See, I was, the way I was hearing it in my head sometimes was um, I had to, I met with Dave Cobb before we recorded the record and told him what I was trying to do because um, it takes a lot to try and explain, translate what's in your head, what you're hearing in your head, especially if you aren't good at the drums, which I'm not good at the drums, and and how to you know make it translate into like make the drummer or have the drummer experiment and stuff like that so sometimes we did double things like we had a a drum set and then we had another drum set and sometimes we did a drum kit and then um you know the sample pad which is actually the drummer playing the 80s sample sample pad thing you know what i'm talking about Uh uh-huh uh-huh. It just looks like a, a weird little gray box with like six squares on it, and you bang a drum stick on it. Not like your chicken drum stick, <laughs> but your drum drum stick on it and see what you like with those sounds. But no, I had an idea for this record. All the sounds I could hear in my head, and then after that, it was a matter it was a matter of just talking to David and us trying to figure it out together. Well, I, I do like the sound that it's made. It's it's made for a really fun listen already, and, and I thought, with the things that you're tackling on this record, maybe it was important for the sound to match the lyrics because even the brighter mm-hmm. stuff can be a little bit darker, I've noticed. Yeah, I, I agree. And we need a little bit of fun and to find some kind of joy in these <laughs> in times as they are. You know, some of the issues that you're talking about here, mental illness, addiction, does that come from any specific place for you? Is there a reason why you wanted to write about those subjects? I think, I, I think that there are things that I deal with on the daily with my friends and family. And then I know that my friends and family also are dealing with them. And then, you know, just trying to make it easier to talk about things, you know, to make it less, you know, just to try and open conversation, you know, have, if people can ask a question, then, then that's good. Cause they're starting to talk. And I think that, that, um, a lot of us are scared to talk to one another these days. And, and, um, it, I think it's really important you know, face-to-face contact and caring, you know, empathy and all that sort of stuff. And I think anytime, the more we talk about it, the less of a, not stigma, like the less it, the more we talk about it, the more we talk about it. So we're not talking about it less. I don't, there's a word I'm looking for here. Cause when we ignore things, then they, be, they become bigger beasts. And I don't know, it's all about connectivity and connecting with one another and trying to help each other out, I guess, without trying to be a hippie. <laughs> I know we're dealing with that in the music community and all over the world. I mean, suicide rates and recent reports are up quite a bit than since the late 90s. But mm-hmm. but in our world, 
it was of course recently with Bourdain and, and, and last year with Chris Cornell and on and on and on. And, it, 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 and that's what we keep hearing. This needs to be talked about more. It, it needs to be talked about more. So to address that in a song. And every, everybody's going through things. I mean, it's, it's everybody's going through something. Just whether or not they feel safe talking about things is another thing altogether. Well, I definitely appreciate that you're you're putting that conversation out there because because I know especially you know we hear the stories about fans coming up to artists after shows and talk about how meaningful these songs can be and so if you're talking about you know as specifically as taboo that was the word I was looking for you found it. <laughs> <laughs> No, wait a second. You're the one with the master's in uh, creative writing, right? <laughs> yes, yes. But, um, you know, I have a toddler that um, she's, she's, she kept me up a little bit last night. She's going through some kind of emotional stuff, so she's yelling out in the night. And I'm like, what is going on up there? There's turtles coming from the sky. So I'm like, this is not a Sturgill Simpson dream. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but if it was, if it was. Mm-hmm. The creative writing thing, did the master's part, did, did, did I read that right? Is, is that something new? Did you just get the master's part? I got that? it last April. It took me five years, though. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm glad, I'm, glad I, I'm glad I made it through with all my brain still intact. You know, most people say you can't do anything with a major like that. <laughs> I think you're showing them. I think, you know, education never hurts in learning. Like, I'm a curious person. I think the more you can, that you're interested and that you stay interested, the better quality of life you have, I guess, because, you know, nobody wants to be bored. But, um, no, I went to, to um, pursue that because um, when I, in my songwriting, I was operating solely on instinct, and, and, and I was so slow with my songs. It was just so slow because every time I wanted to make a decision, I had to follow one idea out and then try the other idea. And so I just wanted to get to, to be a better writer, and so I went there to try and um, search for some more tools for the toolbox. And um, I feel like I found a few, and um, the editing is easier, and the, you know, deciding which prepositions better is helpful. And um, you know, trying to trying to be more precise, and we use it a lot around here, even in just you know, everyday everyday conversations about words. It seems like it'd be three full time jobs, you know, going for any kind of higher education and being a full time musician and being a full time parent. Like that yeah. sounds maddening. Yeah, it was. Well, I didn't have mercy until I was done with the coursework, and then I took that. Last, I added a year on to to finish my thesis, so that's all done. It's all done. Let's let's just break out some champagne. Well, on the lighter side of things, I'll bring up the uh, the lead single. I hope that I can say the lighter side of things. I know it's talking about romance and 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 sex to a point, which which has also been really fun finding the Americana critics f- trying to figure out how to talk about a song that's talking about sex. I mean, all you gotta do is just say it. You know, make that less taboo, too. I mean, if the president can say pussy, ding, can I? <laughs> yes, yes, you can. It was very quick that I went back to uh, you and, 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 and Jason, Jason Isbell, had recorded a cover of Licky Lee's I Follow Rivers, mm-hmm. which is, you know, you know, not a sex song, but, but it's how I kind of associate Licky Lee because you know, a lot of her songs kind of mm-hmm. deal with that. And, and I don't know if there's a direct line that you can draw there, but that's, that's what my brain did. It went back to that yeah, spot. Yeah, that's fine with me. I, um, I, just, I just fell in love with it because of the, um, the English as a second, second language type thing like it it's just re- even reading other pe- other authors translations or a translated author's work you know something that's been translated into english it's always fascinating to me too just because of the um, images that are chosen and then the, the sort of um 
I don't know, just kind of off kilter writing the way it turns out when you do translate things. And, and, and I think that's what that and that, that, um, whatever the song is about is, it's just, it, I don't know. It's an earworm really. Yeah. No, it was a great reading of it too. I played that one along plenty of times. And I'll bring up a few of the guests on this record. You mentioned uh, Dave Cobb, of course. It sounds like the whole family is invited. Gillian and Dave Rawlings. Uh, is there anybody else that, that we should point out? I mean, Gillian sang on the, the harmony on that one. Jason played the guitars for the most part on it. And um, yeah, just 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 us hanging out, being cool. Oh, Peter Levin that I met when I was playing with um, Greg Allman. I talked him into playing on the record and joining my band. And um, so he played on the record, except on one song, and Barry DeBoerhoff from the 400 unit played a, played a few keys on, on, I think it was Charms, maybe? That's not a bad lineup right there. I like them. Not bad company. You're going to love them. And I'll also bring it up, uh, you were on uh, John Prine's album, <laughs> which we absolutely adore. Seeing him get the spotlight this this bright these days is is so awesome. And you've spent a lot of time with John, right? Sure have. I sure have. Um, and it and it has always been a really good time. He's hilarious. He's a, he's a person, the same person on stage as he is walking around the airport. I just kind of imagine just just trying to hang on to his one-liners, you know. He as loves meatloaf. All you have to do is give him some meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> I'll remember that. I don't know if I'll ever get the chance, but I'll remember that. I, I had him on the phone uh, a couple months ago, but uh, <laughs> one of my favorite interviews that's that's ever happened. I could listen to him for hours, I think. He's got the best stories. <laughs> well, Amanda, I definitely appreciate you again uh, giving me the call and, and, and do this. And I'm really looking forward to the, uh, to the sunset coming out. And, and again, I'll mention September 29th. We're going to have you back here in Louisville at Headliners. Thank you so much. It's going to be so much fun. I can't wait. Bring it. Well, I'll bring it. I'll bring all of it. <laughs> all right. Sounds good. Thank you so much. Thank you, too. My thanks to Amanda Shires. The new album is called Take It Like a Man. Thanks to you as well for checking out the episode and the series. Uh, again, I do hope you hit that subscribe button so you can keep up with all the interviews that I put out every single week. It's a new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at iTunes, Apple Podcast, at Spotify, Podchaser, WFPK.org, NPR, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcast from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. Then after that, head over to WFPK.org, where I do a show Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern, an hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence has your music and film news. You can also find me on the social media spots, uh, mostly Twitter, also Facebook, Instagram, all three of them, at Kyle Meredith. I do hope you like and follow along. And that does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. Hot. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.